Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. Ali Moreno, Stevie Nichol, myself Kay Murray here in the studio. In a moment we'll be hearing from Jan Agafiotov. We'll start with... Bayer Leverkusen taking on Mainz on Friday. Bayer Leverkusen looking to remain unbeaten and they managed to do so. They were helped along to it by Mainz's goalkeeper, it has to be said. First goal came from Granit Xhaka in the third minute. <laughs> and Robin Sedner, who thought it was a cross, actually it wasn't. It was a shot on goal and essentially he just let the ball go in. But don't worry, his team got his side right back in it just minutes later when Mainz managed to level things out through Dominic Carr. But then in the 68th minute, that moment struck again from Robin Zentner and Robert Andrish took well, the uh, shot. Was... And let's talk, uh, let's talk about fumble, shall we, Steve? If I was to say Zentner was doing an impersonation of Carius for Liverpool in the Champions League final, Uh-oh. that would tell you Uh-oh. exactly what happened. Yes, it was. So not good, that's what you're saying. It was not, not good. good. It was a no. day where Bayer Leverkusen certainly got lucky, but now they have taken an 11-point lead at the top of the table. Jan Agafiotov with us. Would we say, Jan, it looks like they're going to do it. It looks like they're going to do it, and we're waiting for this for 11 seasons. So we are, we are waiting a bit. I like to do my notes during games, and I, I read my note now, and I said at 1-1, and when they tried to play, that, play out from the back, they got some chances. Mines, I was writing, remember Dortmund lost the championship at home to Mines in the last game of, of the season, uh, last season. This was not a great game by Leverkusen, but the fact is they're 11 points ahead of Bayern, and you know, they say about great teams that they always have luck, but we know that's not luck. In, in Germany, it's called Bayern Dusel, meaning they have the Bayern luck. And Bayer Leverkusen had that Bayern luck, 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 luck today. And <laughs> I, I'm with Stevie. I got that uh, Karius feeling because, as Al was also saying, he was like, he was telling us something. I will be worse and worse. And worse. Just wait for it. I will do something. And uh, Andrich, he never scores. This is the first goal of his season. And, uh, but this could be a major one for Leverkusen because if you get away with things like they did today, and as you were saying, Kay, with Bo Hendrickson, their new coach, they won away at Augsburg. So mines are kind of looking better now. And But at the end of the day, the, the, the number one in the Bundesliga will be number one for a long, long time. Yeah, what we saw today, Ale, was that Leverkusen, and they've been brilliant all season. They've found the mentality to win the games that are difficult. But today was a day when luck definitely went their way. Yeah, and, and much like Stevie and Jan mentioned, the, the first 15 minutes of the second half where I thought actually Bayer Leverkusen would come out of halftime because we have seen that in the past from them that once Xavi Alonso settles this team down and now, look, Let's come down, let's play the ball, let's pass the ball, move with the ball, move without the ball, let's find dynamic movement on the right-hand side, on the left-hand side, let's find the space for Florian Wirtz, we're going to create chances, we're going to score goals. I thought that that would have been the message, and maybe it was, but let me tell you, the first 15 minutes of that second half, as I was telling you during the broadcast, they're in trouble, because they fell into the trap of 
This game being about stoppages and fouls and physicality and yellow cards and complaining to the referee and frustration. And it didn't seem like Bayer Leverkusen were going to create the chances that we become accustomed to. And guess what? It didn't matter. They didn't have to create the big chance because you just shoot it from distance and Robin Sender, well, he did what he did. And I suppose you have to put the shot on target, give credit to Robert Andrick, but yeah, you get bailed out by a goalkeeper who makes this save with his eyes closed basically in warm-up. This is a warm-up save. It's right here. It's right in front of his face to the point to where we were joking about it. But if he just gets his hands out of the way, the ball hits him straight in the face. Hits him straight in the face. The fact that he missed it and the manner in which he did deflects it over his head onto the back of the net. And when those sort of things happen, you kind of go, yeah, title race, what race? It's Bayer Leverkusen all the way. In all your title winning seasons and the seasons when silverware was the end uh, goal and yeah. you got it, how much did luck go your way those seasons? Did you always have those little elements yes. throughout them? Yeah, and it's, 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 not, it's not just... It's about the pressure you put the opposition under as well. You know, there was a couple of chances in the first half in particular where Leverkusen put them under pressure. One was the goalkeeper making a mess. The other one was the defender where they had opportunities. So, you know, you, you kind of make your own luck. You really do. And there's not a team that's ever won a league title that has not gone through a game the way Leverkusen did today. They went at the best. Yes, they still had some good passing movements, loads of passes, but they just weren't really at it going forward as much as they had the ball. But you make your own luck. And, and I always felt, though, that if it came down to it, they would produce something. Because they've got players that have been producing all season. So they did win. In the end, you could say they were fortunate, but I always fancied them. We wish we'd been watching it actually with you today because we thought you'd have really taken Granite Xhaka's celebration oh. in great humour, <laughs> Stevie. What was he doing? Why are you not, why are you not having it? I mean, it? There's a, there are a million things. You can, there's infinity to how you can celebrate. But you have to kid on your injured. What's that about? You, it's, it's, you're a big player. It's a run into the title. And, and just for the split oh, second, oh, you're giving oh, all that. Oh, I mean, seriously. Oh, oh, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Honestly, I hope. Hey, how about the medical staff? <laughs> oh, I mean, they were right into it. Yeah, they were, they were stressed out. They're like, oh, we got to yeah. get out there. We got to get out there. I mean, Alonso should just walk past him and give him one of them. Yeah, hey, don't do that again. He'd been planning it for uh, weeks with Frimpong, and to the, today was the day that they were able yeah, to do that. Yeah. I wondered, though, Jan, if it actually showed the way like, Shabby's laughing about it and almost seemed like he was in on it that it just did show the chemistry in this team, that they, they are all on the same page. They're joking together, they're dancing together, they're doing everything together right now. I loved it, Kay. I, I think it's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I think it's the best celebration in the Bundesliga this season. But on a serious note, I think this is very important that they have this kind of jokes, these kind of things that they're doing now. Because remember, every round now, and you could see that, Sometimes during the game today, every minute they're getting closer to a title. And getting closer to a title in Leverkusen, that is called Alarmstufe 1. That is alarm in Leverkusen. Because they have no idea how it is like to win something. And now when it's 11 points ahead, yes, a game in hand, but still, they are ahead. They could be nervous. And I think that especially things like Saka is doing here can 
can help them. And when you've seen all, all over the season, Simon Rolfes, their head of sport, and uh, Alonso, of course, they have taken these kind of players in. There is a great balance in the team. And I think especially after three minutes of a game like this, there, there has been all been talking about Bayern, Bayern firing uh, Tuchel in the summer. Now they will go after Alonso. I think they need that. I think that the way they also celebrated every win now, they know what it's all about. I love that chemistry in the Leverkusen team at the moment. A little bit of context, Stevie, and I know you're not going to like it regardless, so let me just say that ahead of time. <laughs> but last weekend, when, when we talked to Granit Xhaka, Jeremy Fringpong, and I mean Adley, they were talking about how Adley, Fringpong, Tela, the young guys in the locker room, like to dance and like to have fun with each other, and that Granit Xhaka doesn't really get involved, but he was saying, I appreciate what they do as long as essentially they produce on the field. So for them to then a week later come up with whatever the celebration was, you have to imagine that is something that they have talked about inside the locker room in which they want to get the old guy, Granny Shaka, celebrating with them, dancing with them. And that's, that's when you see Fringpon and Shaka now crossing over and have finding a, a, a meeting point in which, look, I'm not going to be like you, Jeremy Fringpon, and Jeremy Fringpon says, I'm not going to be like you, Granny Shaka, but guess what? We're going to meet in the middle and everything that Bayer Leverkusen are doing right now are meeting in the middle, where all the pieces fit and everybody has a role, whether that's in the locker room, on the field, off the field. It is the sign, or at the very least, a very clear evident sign of a team that is getting along and is winning and feels I, comfortable with each other, which is a sign of a good locker room. It's that balance. There's a balance between... There's a balance... When you have a good mix of young and older players... Mm then you end up with that good balance because you, the young guys will do the dancing and the carry-on and all the rest of it, but it's the old guy's job to make sure they do it at the right time and if they overstep the mark, they nip it in the bud. And, and, it, and the same thing happens on the field of play. You know, you saw Frimpong today losing his rag. How many, how many Leverkusen players went across, had no interest in what was going on with the Mines player, but got a hold of him, took him away, got him out the road. I mean, that's perfect. That's, that's the balance. Go on, Jan. But I think, yeah, now just saying that, I think that there are some valid points here, but because there are some signals that Leverkusen is sending out, and they're sending it out to Bayern. They're sending these signals to Munich. It's like anything you can do, we can do better. Even celebrate, even be happy to be in a team, even be happy as teammates. When you look at Bayern Munich at the moment, it looks like all of them want to go in ski holidays. That's what they do there when they have trouble, by the way. So what Leverkusen is doing now, they're showing the total opposite, that we are a team that sticks together and we nothing can take us down. Just remember now, if Bayern win now on, uh, against Leipzig, they will still be now connected with Alonso. They want Tar. They want Wirtz. They want Boniface. Just see. They will try one more time to try to make a, a bit, a bit uh, uh, trouble for, for Leverkusen. And I think that things like they d did today with the signal that Stevie talking about when they got into trouble there, sticking together, I think that is a great, great signal of a winning team that think that they have to stick together if they're going to win this. They've, they've actually got themselves in a position now where if they don't win it, this would be a bigger surprise than Dortmund blowing it at the end of last season. Mm. That's, that's the position they're in right now. And as long as they don't start thinking about that, they'll be fine. As long as they continue <laughs> to be together the way they were, 
through everything today, the ups and the downs and the good and the bad, then they'll be fine. But this, if they blow it now, this would be bigger than Dortmund blowing it last well, season. Hopefully they're not approaching it like that. Hopefully. No, I'm just, I'm just, this I'm is just the run on paper now, that... though, Ali, when you look at it. This is the run on paper. They're 23 unbeaten in league play to start a season. Yeah. The record is 28 to start a season from Bayern. And looking at that, you wouldn't bet against them. No, absolutely not. And, and can I just say that while we can talk about the reasons as to why Bayer Leverkusen, given their history and lack of winning uh, DNA, if you will, uh, I look at this group and I see something different. And they have been different throughout the course of the season. And whenever they have faced moments of pressure, they have been able to answer the call. We certainly cannot say that about Bayern Munich. Coming into that match against Bayern Munich, so the thought was, okay, this is when we see Bayern Munich show up. This is when we really see the personality of Bayern Munich and the personality of Bayern Leverkusen. Well, what we saw is one team with personality and then a bunch of guys running around. It's, it is clear to see when you contrast and you compare both teams that Bayer Leverkusen right now has, well, not only right now, but over the course of the season, has been significantly better than Bayern Munich. And so to the point to where now I believe, and it's something that we have talked in the past, I believe that Bayern Munich has played themselves out of the conversation. It's no longer about Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen. It's just Bayer Leverkusen. It's a one-horse race, and it's really them against themselves. And so what was important about today's match is that regardless of what the circumstances were, it's three points. And it's one more check that you put on that list. Check. This team, done. Mine's out. Let's focus on the next one, and that's Cone. And it'll be a similar profile of game as the one that they played today. And they approach it the same way. They would have learned from today. Xavi Alonso would have a clear message to this team. Hey, let's learn from this. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take our very best. Let's put our very best on the field like we've been doing over the course of the season. And this should be a runaway win for Bayer Leverkusen. But still, okay. I, 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 I still that when you when you see the Ulaski, uh, now they're playing, they are playing in the Karabag uh, in, in the uh, Europa League. We all know that they will end up playing Liverpool at some stage. It will be Alonso against Klopp. That is like 100% that will happen. But I think that the, the main thing now for Leverkusen is that, yes, they will be favourites. Yes, it will be embarrassing if they w don't win it. But the biggest opposition for them in Germany now is Bayer Leverkusen. They can only beat themselves. Yeah. And that, that is the main thing for them. They have to be calm now. And you can't say, as Stevie said, you can't say, don't talk about it, don't talk about it. Because then you will talk about it all the time. But I think that as long as Bayern making a meal out of it and all those kind of things, then they could end up winning the Europa League. They can win the cup. They can win the Bundesliga. And they can, they can, can they you... can. And you're, t you're talking about the Europa League right now, Jan, and you're saying they're going to end up meeting Liverpool at some point. Liverpool are the favourites to win the Europa League. Second favourites are Bayer Leverkusen. If the two of them were to face off, what do you think would happen, Stevie? This would be a <laughs> lovely final, wouldn't it? Xabi Alonso against Jurgen Klopp in his final season. Yeah, well, Liverpool won, of course. <laughs> Stup what a stupid question. <laughs> that's, like, that's like asking you if you like the Granny Shaka celebration. Well, I, I, and, and if... Why can Liverpool do what no one else has? 
Pardon? So tell us why Liverpool can do what nobody else has so far this season when you look at this clash, if it were to happen on paper. Because I think Liverpool at their best are better than Bayer Leverkusen at their best. I'm watching Bayer Leverkusen today and, and they do a lot of things that Liverpool try and do. You know, they, they squeeze early. They try and get in behind. You know, there's always somebody trying to run in behind. They pass the ball around. But the one thing that Liverpool do, which you could argue is one of the problems they have, but when they go forward, always they do it at a, at a much greater pace than Bayer Leverkusen does. Which means that when they're not quite at their best, Liverpool turn the ball over a lot. But that's why I'm saying at their best, Liverpool would beat Bayer Leverkusen. But if Liverpool are not at it, then turning the ball over to this team could cause you some problems. So we want a percentage question here. We're going to give it to you, Jan, because yeah. the hot topic right now is not hypothetical finals in the Europa League. It's Xabi Alonso's future as to where he would go next. We want to split it up between the three for you and we need you to give us a percentage for it. Does percentage. he stay at Leverkusen? Percentage. Does he stay at... Like, so between these three, staying at Leverkusen, going to Bayern and going to Liverpool... Well, first, I, I, I'm not sure about the percentage will, will, will hit you right now. But uh, first of all, the, the alternative number one, which is most likely, I will do the most likely alternatives, is that he okay. stays at Leverkusen. And, uh, the, and number two, he goes to Liverpool. And number three is he goes to Bayern. I think that Bayern is, is third. The German journalists try to make him up as number one. I don't think so. I, what I do understand, as they say, and I was speaking to some people in the room, is that he's most likely to stay at Leverkusen and maybe wait for Real Madrid in one year time. That is the more. And, and what, if I put that into pers percentage, that will be... Uh, 60, uh, 60 Leverkusen, uh, 25 uh, Liverpool, then we are at 85, and then 15 Bayern. All right, very nice. Well, seeing as though we're nice, on yeah. Bayern. Very nice math, very nice, by the way, yeah. because we've had Don trying to do <laughs> yeah. math here, and it's really difficult. Yeah. We would always on the pressure. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's still, it, even putting it the one, two, three way that you did was great. You were speaking about Bayern, though, so let's give you the latest oh, of what Thomas Tuchel has had to say on the rest of the season, now that he knows he's going at the end of it. The only thing that matters now is that there is clarity. You don't have to think about long-term consequences of your choices. You can be a bit more reckless. I never felt that we as coaching staff stopped reaching the team, but we have a discrepancy from training to matches, and the coach is responsible. I don't think I'm the only problem, <laughs> but I accept my responsibility. I'm not satisfied with the way we play and have been unhappy for quite some time. Now we have a new situation, but the situation has been solved and communicated, but I don't think I am the only problem. Now, Stevie, yesterday you said after what we'd been hearing from Tuchel, his players are not going to be playing for him, especially knowing he's yeah. going at the end of the season. After this, does that seem even more likely? Absolutely. If you're reading that... so. So twice in the, in the second part of the statement, he's saying it's not his fault. He's still, he's still trying to say that him and his coaching staff are reaching the players. Well, if you're reaching them, what are you telling them? Because they've been absolute garbage. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing about him saying anything there would change my mind to the fact that he should have gone yesterday. When he decided that he was leaving... At the end of the season, he should have rethought it and just went. Because how, 
How anybody expects this Bayern side to change between now and the end of the season just because they know he's leaving is bonkers. It makes no sense whatsoever. And again, I'll reiterate, this guy twice in the end of his statement was basically saying that it's not his fault again. And he's been saying that since he got there. And now Yanni's got to go back to the Allianz Arena for the first time since these three consecutive losses. What type of atmosphere can he be expecting there? What shall we be seeing for Bayern as terms of it's, a welcome this, uh, this weekend? It's interesting because uh, there's so many... If you put, read that statement, first of all, he says, you know, I'm not the only problem. But he's also saying that I don't have to care... He more or less say between the lines, I don't, I don't have to care about anything anymore. So there could be, first of all... On Sunday, some funny things going on on the starting eleven. There could be some Kimmich or Goretzka of this world who can play be sit in the stands. We never know. We have no idea what will happen. What I do, if you ask about the atmosphere, Kay, is that I, I, I've been reading all the German commentators. I've reading all things that have been in Germany the last couple of days. And there could be like a turn now because... Yes, they are. Fi they fired Nagelsmann. No, they fired Tuchel. But guess what? The same players are there. So who's going to coach this team? So watch out, Goretzka, Kimmich, Müller. You have to deliver now, because I think that we could see. They say that you can only fire the manager. Yes, you can during a season. But coming up in the summer, there could something happen at Bayern. And if you get a coach in now, and, and it will take some people out. They they have had enough now of these wannabe stars who basically do bad for Germany at two World Cups in a row, do bads for Bayern the last two, three years in the Champions League. So this could this could turn around, okay? But, and I just have to say, but, if you ask me in percentage, do I, am I 100% sure that Tuchel will stay the rest of the season? I'm not even close to 60 no, I can imagine. But what does that mean, Ali, that he can be more reckless? Yeah, and, and <laughs> while I paid attention to the fact that he said, I don't think I am the only problem, because he said it twice, mm -hmm. uh, right there in between the lines in which he's saying I can be more reckless, my question to Thomas Suchel would be, if you think that's the difference between this team playing well or not, or this team getting results or not, why weren't you reckless before? Why wait until now to make those decisions? Why wait until now to make those choices? If you thought that those choices were the difference between you winning games or not, it is your job as a manager to make those tough decisions, to, to have Joshua Kimmich sit on the bench if that's what you wanted to do, or Leon Goretzka sit on the bench if that's what you wanted to do. Uh, for the last few weeks, and, and we've, been do, we've been having this conversation time and time again, I've been asking Thomas Tuchel to stop playing the politics and just play the guys that you trust can give you the results and the performances that you want. If those names do not match your expectations, and, and, and essentially you're thinking that these are just big names in, in, in Bayern Munich and therefore you sort of have to massage certain egos, now you're doing yourself a, uh, a disservice. You're now... You're now going against what your instinct is as a manager. And now you're telling us, hey, now I'm going to be reckless. Now I'm going to make a decision. Well, it's too late now. You, it is your job as a manager to put out the, the team that you think is going to give you results, regardless of how reckless it may seem from the, out, the, the outside. That's why we're not making the decisions. That's why Jan is not making decisions. Steve's not making decisions. You're not making the decisions. Because we don't have that kind of power. He had the power to make those decisions, and he didn't when he counted. Now that it's all out of control, and now it's too late. 
Well, we will see what happens in that game between Bayern and Leipzig. Leipzig, who they drew with in the reverse fixture this season and lost to in the Super Cup, don't forget. But Bayern definitely need a response this weekend. All of these games available, as always, on ESPN+. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Liverpool are favourites going into the Carabao Cup final against Chelsea. Jurgen Klopp said that his side might not necessarily be the favourite to win it. However, it doesn't change the fact that they are. Here is what the coach had to say. He said that, uh, no, they're not the favourites to win. Sorry, it's Mauricio Pochettino okay. with the response here. Here's what he had to say about Klopp saying sure that. Okay? I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> He's one of the best with Pep coaches on the world. And I, he's clever enough and he knows that when you arrive and you play a final, always circumstances can happen. Um, and of course, I think if they are not the favorite, we are not the favorite. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a final that <laughs> uh, you cannot say is a favorite. If he said that, for me, is Liverpool a favorite because after, uh, I think, eight years, you know, and in the last few years, they have the experience uh, to compete like a team and be involved in different uh, finals. And I think for many, our player is uh, not only new in this competition, in Premier League, in the Carabao Cup, if not for some of them, it's maybe the first final, you know. That is why make favorite them, under my opinion, but he's clever enough to say, OK, 50-50. Uh, clever stuff. Uh, we got a little percentage for him there as well. He'll, he's yeah. clever enough to say 50-50. <laughs> yeah, and how important is experience? How important is that factor going into this final there? Well, you can ask Klopp about that because when he, when he came to Liverpool, he had a... He had an image, or also at Liverpool, to lose finals, and that you he got the experience winning them, and now they go into a, a final, of course, as favourites. Because it seems that Liverpool, when Salah was gone, where they got injuries and key players, they still managed to get that into 
to get them unified, to get them into a, a team that stick together. So they will be favourites uh, against Chelsea. But I think that that is a situation or a position that Pochettino finds himself that is a good uh, challenge for him, a good basic for him to go into a final because uh, Liverpool got to, Liverpool got to win it and Liverpool will lose it. Let's say it that way, and Chelsea can only win it. So, uh, and there are enough good players. I mean, they spent like a, a fortune to get that team together. So there's enough players in there, good enough players to 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 win a final. But uh, I'm Pochettino. Liverpool are big favourites. Both teams have injuries going into this, but Stevie, there's late calls to be made on Mo Salah, Darwin Nunez and Dominic Saboslai. How worried are you if these players don't start? Well, they won't. I can't imagine any of them will start. I, I think it would be reckless. You know, we always, we always talk about, well, if it's a cup final, then you take a chance. But the problem is, it's not the FA Cup final, which is the last game of the season. And so when you're going for a, a Champions League title, you're sitting top of the Premier League, you are not going to take a chance on any of those three guys in the Carabao Cup, regardless if, it, if, it, if it's the final. So Liverpool will be playing with what we would term an understrength side, but at the same time, they are still favourites. Uh, and they're still favourites because regardless of whether it's the young guys that play uh, or people like Gakpo start and Gravenberg, Liverpool know what they're about. They know what they're trying to do. Everybody knows the position. Everybody knows the job they're expected to do. They are a unit. You saw them against Luton, the way they came back. They're a team. They're a squad. They're together. Everything they do is for each other. These are all things that you can't say about Chelsea. Chelsea have a couple of good results because they've defended for their lives. And they've only done it a couple of times all season. So it's a big ask for Chelsea to defend the way they did, particularly against City, and then to go forward and create and score a lot of goals, which they've struggled to do all season. So yes, Liverpool are favourites, but Chelsea have got talent. And you've half mentioned it, obviously, what we've just seen from Chelsea. We've seen maybe an improved Chelsea side. We've seen side. bits. We've OK, seen... we've seen bits, but can they try and expose Liverpool's defence here with what we have seen? Look, if Liverpool can lose the FA Cup final to Wimbledon, Chelsea can beat Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final. Just put it that way. It's a final. Okay. Strange things happen in finals. Did you just make this always... personal? You made it's this not... personal. <laughs> I, I'm just... I think... I think anybody who says Chelsea are favourites, they're, they're having a laugh. That's not true. But I'm just telling you that with the talent they have on, on a cup final, when you're underdogs, you can go and win the game. Can That's they, all I'm saying. Can they find that little weakness there in Liverpool's defence for you, LA? People may not realise that, but when, when he said when Wimbledon, if Wimbledon can beat Liverpool in a final, then Chelsea can as well, yeah. the hands got really tense. And yeah. Yeah. If Liverpool can lose to Wimbledon. And Wimbledon were in minibuses uh, on the way to that final. They were in yeah. their big shiny uh, coach and, and everything. The mention of yeah. it. Uh, I think something Stevie said there... Uh, in, in regards to Liverpool knowing who they are and having an identity, regardless of who's on the field. That's very true. The other thing that I think is important to recognize here is that Liverpool has a standard. This version of Liverpool has a standard that they have to meet every time that they play because of the expectations that are placed upon this group, regardless of who's on the field. Chelsea's standard just changes by the weekend. One day we think, oh, maybe... And then the next week, he's like, oh, mm -mm, no, thanks, no, thank you, no, uh-uh, not this team. And then the next week, they show up and defend well, and you're like, ah, here we go. 
it's a standard that goes up and down. For Liverpool, that standard doesn't change, doesn't waver. And the players that are going to be on the field, whoever they may be for Liverpool, are expected to perform at that standard. Uh, and if they do, Liverpool should be favourites and should be winning this competition. And, well, if and you for, are younger, betting, okay, for, younger view, for younger viewers, John Aldridge missed the penalty. Uh, Laurie Sanchez got the winner for Wimbledon. And that was the, one of the biggest upsets ever in the finals. It's not the biggest upset in, uh, upset in the world if Chelsea win on, on Sunday. Yeah. So Steve right, is sorry Stevie's about that. about it, yeah, so yeah. all is well. He's turned the page. Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing it up again. Yeah, yeah he's turned the page. He hasn't thought about it once. He hasn't thought about it once at all. Uh, when it came to predictions, everyone's going for Liverpool, so that probably tells you all at home that you might as well go for Chelsea. Oh, OK, all right. Oh, look at us. Yeah. Make sure to be with the guys this weekend for the Carabao Cup final. It is Chelsea against Liverpool on Sunday, 9 Eastern, for all the build-up to that big game. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So coming up this weekend in the Premier League is Arsenal against Newcastle. And they are looking to keep pace for Arsenal in the title race. But they're also looking to bounce back from that loss to Porto in the Champions League midweek. Here's Mikel Arteta on his team's mentality. Yeah, I don't know if it's a bad guy, but uh, you have to be tricky, you have to be smart, you have to be streetwise, and you have to try to take advantages in every situation, and uh, they know that. That's a thing that has to be developed if you don't have it, that's for sure, because the best teams, the best players, they have, they have that. Do this Arsenal team have the experience to do this, though, Jan, when you're talking about being big and bad, as Mikel Arteta is saying here? No, they haven't, but they have learned. They, they have learned. We've seen that in the Premier League. They have learned from last season. They had a bad spell now, and they still managed to come back. But uh, against Porto, that is different. It's different to play in Europe. It's different to play in the Champions League. You need that experience. And if you saw the naivety at Nilne, Nilne to go away from there, that was a really great result for them, taking it home. And then they start to some silly passes at the back there. And yes, the, the, the overhaul performance was not good enough. But I, I, I reacted on the, on the way the last minutes that they lost their head. But that is lack of experience in the Champions League. And, but I, I still think they have learned now in Premier League. And I think they will be up there all the way. Uh, and Arteta knows this, this is a the development that they have to get through. To, to, to finally win one of the big ones, meaning Champions League uh, and the Premier League. Is there a difference there then between their mentality and the two competitions, Stevie? Yeah, yeah. Europe's a chess match. You know, the Premier Leagues get after it, push, push teams back, get on the front foot, 
squeeze the life out of them, whether you're home, away, wherever you want to play the game. European football is completely different. It's, it's, it's about picking your times and picking your spots. Now, the other games where you just go for it, yes. You, you think of Liverpool, Barcelona, no choice. You've got to get after it. But generally, it's a chess game. You've got to be smart. You've got to do the right thing at the right time. And if you do that, then you've got a chance. Unfortunately, against Porto, Arsenal didn't do what, what they needed to do in the last couple of minutes of the game and just kick it, kick it over the stand. It won't happen again. Next time they get in that position, it'll be straight over the stand. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it has a whole, a whole lot of bearing on what happens this weekend. I, I think Arsenal will be more comfortable in playing against Newcastle than they were against Porto at any point in that game. And, and I think while their mentality would be to get after it as it, as it was at times against Porto, they were caught in this sort of in-between. It's like, well, are, are we in a chess match? And can we play this chess game? Because it's really not us. And, and, and yet you kind of feel, if you put the, the teams in front of each other, you're saying, well, yeah, Arsenal is better than Porto. But there's a, lot of, a whole lot of know-how in Porto. There's a whole lot of experience and guys that know very well how to work in the dark corners of the game and the fringes of legality that Arsenal are kind of like, wait a second, he did that to me? Yeah. When it comes to playing in Europe or when it comes to playing against a team like Porto or guys like Pepe who are a thousand years old and yet they're out there, they're playing and, then, and, and somehow they're still productive, you kind of go, how does that happen? Well, it, it happens because there is a know-how and that's, I suppose, the streetwise that uh, Arteta is talking about. But I don't think that has any bearing as to what happens this weekend. I think Arsenal will be far more comfortable against Newcastle than at any point in the game against Porto. It's interesting, isn't it, Jan? Because we're talking here about the two different mentalities in the two different competitions. And they've got to come up against the likes of Liverpool and Man City who are also going for the Premier League title. But do you think they have more chance of winning the Premier League title than the Champions League then? Oh, you're putting me a lot of maths uh, things today, uh, Kay. Because <laughs> if you if you if you see how many games I'm they have to win, I'm not asking for a percentage. No, which exactly. is the more likely trophy no, for them? Yeah, but I, I wanted to put it into numbers because it's it's about numbers because there are less games to win to win the Champions League. Uh, but I still think that uh, <laughs> they could end up. We have to beat uh, Manchester City in the Champions League as well. I think it's uh, easier for them to win just a number of games because that is a knockout stage. If they come through now against uh, Porto, as I, as I guess they will, I, I saw the PSV Dortmund game. That was not a great game. You can meet one of those two teams in the quarterfinal. Then you are in the semifinal. Who knows what will happen there? You're in the final. So in terms of number K, I have to say it's more likely that Arsenal will win the Champions League. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Less games, cup competition. Yeah. That, it's in your hands as much as anything else. These games are in Arsenal's hands. They're not in the Premier League. Arsenal could win every game between now and the end of the season and still not win the Premier League. So you have to go with the Champions League. You see how Stevie avoids any percentage discussion. A hundred percent. That's it. Well, Jan you know wanted, why? Jan wanted, Do you know why? Because I'm not good at percentages. One hundred percent. In fairness, Stevie, I didn't even ask for it. He brought it up that time. All right. So it wasn't yeah. expected of you. Don't worry. I'm avoiding it. You can course. avoid it as well. But which which do you want? 
for them? Which do you think is the most likely? Not which do you want for them, which is the most likely? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Ch Champions League. And, I, I, and again, if they were to play Manchester City, I don't think they would be intimidated by playing Manchester City in Champions League. I think for them it would be more troublesome to play against a team like Real Madrid, for example. It, I, I, I think there, you know what Manchester City is all about. You'll be guessing as to what Real Madrid is all about in Champions League. And in guessing, you go back to the history of Real Madrid in the competition, and all of that creates this sort of unbeatable monster that by the time they show up on the field, they, they, they feel and look unbeatable. Well, that is Arsenal, but we do have to talk about Manchester United. And the reason we've got to... Oh, here's the predictions right. first. Yeah, I'm almost going past them because we've all said that Arsenal right. are going to win this game. So you're yeah. saying that Newcastle's going to win then? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, Manchester right. United's upcoming schedule looks like this. The reason we're showing you this, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Manchester City and Everton, is because they've just been dealt a blow with the news that their informed striker, Rasmus Hoyland, will be out for two to three weeks. He's obviously scored in six Premier League games in a row and it's likely, obviously, with this news, that he's going to miss the Manchester derby. How much of a concern is this, Jan? Well, it's a big, big concern if you're a Manchester United fan because they, they found some kind of balance. They haven't been world-class, they haven't been brilliant, but they have been winning games. And Hoyland now just got himself into form. They kind of find, found him as well. That is a to, to get a goal scorer, to get goals, you have to A, look for him, B, give him the ball. And to be fair to the Dane, he hasn't got so many balls to work on. So that is bad, mad news for, for Manchester United. Because if you see, OK, let's say it's an alternative to put Rashford up front. But it, Rashford saved himself after that Belfast trip because he, he, he scored a goal in the first game. But I don't think he has played any particularly good games uh, after that uh, thing happened so there's not a big change there and then maybe you have to put Anthony in uh, and we know that what's that all, is all about so that will be a big big concern for Manchester United. Got to be a bit of a worry an out and out strike here in Resmus Highland been doing the business for Manchester United and now this. Yeah and it's it's a work rate I think of Ramos Highland of course the goals the goals are obvious to see but it's the work that he does in order to put himself in situations to score goals. And to the point that Jan was making, it's not like Manchester United is putting all sorts of passes together and Reismus Hoyland is just there for the tapping. This guy's got to work in order to get himself in position to score goals. And he's got to work in order to make sure that he gets in behind. He's got to hold up the ball. He's got to get inside the box because there aren't many options around him creating chances for him. And so you're going to miss the willingness to make into-out runs, to make runs in behind, to hold up the ball, which are things that perhaps are overlooked but are critical to the success of a team that wants to be counter-attacking. If Manchester United are going to be counter-attacking, that first ball that gets played into Rasmus Hoyland or whoever the striker may be, he has to be able to hold on to it, lay the ball off, and now we're going. But he's got to be an outlet. And if he's not available, then who's the outlet? Who's the guy that's going to give you the hold-up play so that then Marcus Rashford can run in behind, so Garnacho can run in behind? If you don't have that person, if you don't have that player, you don't have the outlet, you don't have the counter, and if you don't have the counter, Manchester United don't create chances. Yeah, when you look at the table as well and the points difference between them and Aston Villa, I think it's five right now. With him out, obviously, does that impact that for you? If you were to ask Ten Hag or any of the staff or the other players or the fans, ask anybody who knows anything about football, 
Who's the one guy right now that United can't do without? And every single person would answer, Hoyland. I mean, they cannot do without them. If I'm, if I'm the Fulham coach and I found this out today, I am licking my chops because I'm thinking, who do we need to worry about going forward? Rashford, guy who, who's, had, who's had a goal since the Belfast carry-on, but who, through the 90 minutes, doesn't give you anywhere near what Hoyland gives you. Garnacho, as exciting as he is, he's inexperienced, still makes poor decisions in the final third. Who are we talking? Who's going to score goals for Manchester United over the next two or three weeks when this guy's out? I have absolutely no clue, and I'll bet you ten I couldn't tell you either. Well, there's going to be a chance if you are stateside to see more of Manchester United this summer and a lot more talk about Manchester United as always on our ESPN FC, uh, FC show available daily. We'll be looking back on all the big games tomorrow. Make sure to join us for that edition. Arsenal, Liverpool and Manchester United will travel to the United States this summer as part of the Rivals in Red Tour in Los Angeles, Philadelphia and Columbia and South Carolina. Pre-sale for these matches will be open at 9am local time in each market on Monday, February 26. Tickets for the general public will go on sale on Ticketmaster on Tuesday. You know that it's Columbia, South Carolina, right, Kay? Yes, I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those days, Alex. That's, 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 it's been that's one right. of those days. In Colombia. I should have known by the spelling, Carolina. right? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You Europa got it. Conference League draw looks like this. This is the round of 16. First leg to be played March 7th. Second leg, March 14th. Uh, this is a draw Ajax taking on. Aston Villa got to be the standout fixture there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The boys will be talking a lot more about this on the latest edition of Football Americas. Make sure to catch that twice a week on ESPN+. And that will do it for the latest edition of ESPN FC. But we're sticking around a little bit longer because we have your questions here. We actually have them to answer right. on extra hey, hey. time. Be with us. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Ale, Stevie and Jan here to answer your questions tonight. Okay, you all right? Uh, What's happened in there? I'm just turning the volume down. Who's talking in your ear? Nobody. I just don't want to hear anybody. Don't like the music? <laughs> You've got voices in your head, Steve. I've enough. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of voices going on, floating around. <laughs> All right. Um, Jan, apart from Xabi Alonso, who else do you see departing Leverkusen at the end of the season? Boniface, Ooh. Grimaldo, Wurtz... First of all, I don't think Alonso will leave Leverkusen. That is point one. Uh, point two, I think that if Alonso stay, and I say he will, then Florian Witz will stay. They will probably let one of their stars go. I think they will need to do that, although they will get Champions League and all that kind of uh, stuff. And for people who don't know that, if you have a look at your uh, creams and everything that you have in your bath, is Bayer, the great company behind by a Leverkusen, so they can do whatever they want. So they will keep, I guess, everybody for a year in the Champions League. 
So you're saying that because they smell nice, they can do whatever they want. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure that's the only <laughs> cream they do, <laughs> buyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what it will Woo! all come down to. All right, well, time will tell. Sticking with the Leverkusen side of things, did you guys enjoy jackets? <laughs> Are you okay? Yes. Are you, what are you, no, what are you nothing, thinking about? No, nothing. Leave me alone. What? All right. I didn't do anything. <laughs> did you guys enjoy Chaka's celebration after scoring his goal as much as Xavi Alonso did? We know you didn't, Stevie. No. Why were you so annoyed you know, by and it? And you know Xavi Alonso didn't either. You had a laugh and told him to No, no. No, the camera went on Xavi Alonso after everybody realised, including Xavi Alonso. But I'll guarantee if you had a camera on Xavi Alonso when he was doing this... <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't smile at me. I can assure you of that. <laughs> no, uh, no. But he twigged. He twigged earlier, earlier than obviously the medical staff, and then he and then he had a smile. But uh, uh, his I, initial I reaction that, was not a smile. I think that Sabi Alonso just right now he's sitting with his staff, having a good Spanish red wine, and he's thinking, "Thank God I have a player who, in this time of this intense time of a chance to knock down Bayern." have uh, their courage and the power and the self-confidence to do inju injury kind of ce celebration because that was i was thinking as well straight away wow shaka out this is good news for bayern but i think that he will like it now stevie you, you know what i was thinking i am I'm, I'm indifferent to the celebration I, I appreciate the fact that guys get together and celebrate and and you earn the right to celebrate when you score a goal so i'm not about to legislate how you celebrate regardless I don't know that you want to celebrate faking an injury just because it feels like you're tempting, you're tempting those. Because nobody at a football club is superstitious, no, at, ever. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> ever. You don't, you don't, look, you don't want to call upon injuries if you don't have to. And why would you do that? I look. I, I, I wouldn't do it because of that. I, Listen to I, the I, just, yeah. I just don't put injured, it, I just he, don't want to put that energy out there. That's all I'm saying. If he got injured next yeah. week, somebody go. Somebody go. By yeah. the way, that's because you did that last week. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And you're talking. You are talking to a Norwegian here who did every most stupid celebration in the whole world throughout my career. So, till I came to England, I did my airplane. But before that, I did every stupid thing, but never did I fake an injury. I think that is the first time I've seen ever. So uh, all, all the best, Shaka. Next week when you're injured, everybody will say, keep on playing. <laughs> I think one of the girls beat him too, you know. Yeah, oh, we were talking about it today. She did a little extra though on the uh, end. What did she do at the end, Stevie? I have no idea. Oh, all right. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. I just remember her giving it the old hammy. Yeah. No, last season. I don't remember yeah. the What did she do then? Well, I, you can ask her. No, it's uh, fine. I want to know. going to tell me? No, I'll tell you. Well, that, you know, there was some thrusting of the hip area. She so, twerked at the end. Yeah, oh, she was twerking. <laughs> we don't want to see any of that. I'll stay away Thanks for that tonight, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a start to the show this has been. Okay, <laughs> if Davies joins Real Madrid, is that the best left flank in football with Vinny Jr.? Davies? Davies? Is that Dav Davies who played for Bayern? Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies who played for Bayern? If Alfonso yeah. Davies joins Madrid, is yeah, that from the Bayern best Munich. left flank in football? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't they seen Bayern this season? Davies have been terrible. How am I coming out? I don't get us. Who's been Real good at Bayern though, Jan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good point, but he's been one of the worst and he's a very talented boy. So maybe it's got a good signing for Real Madrid. Maybe he need that. 
The latest is that this morning, uh, David's uh, agent was sitting with Christoph Freund at Sebenerstrasse in Munich. They Apparently, they were not talking about Real Madrid, they were talking about Bayern, but I still feel that they will let him go because they're not happy with him. Look, this is, this is leading the witness because, as you can tell from the Twitter handle, Real Madridistas, uh, yeah, <laughs> of course they would want Davis and, and, and Vinny to be the most powerful, dominant, left-sided. Oh, they're asking a question. Would it be well, the best left flank it, again, in football? It's, it's, Leave those uh, Madridistas alone, Ali. Your father's one. Potentially, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, yeah, potentially. Potentially, yes. yeah. The speed of Alfonso Davies and, of course, what you can get from Vinny. But in order for Alfonso Davies to have that space to showcase that speed, then Vinny has to be willing to talk to the inside so that he opens up that space for Alfonso Davies. And what we have seen from Vinny is that even when he has to play central, he starts drifting to the left. And if he starts drifting to the left, there is no space for Alfonso Davies to get up and down the left-hand side. I'm just saying it would take some tweaking. It would take some adjusting in order to make that happen. I'm just wondering if they are better. Are they better than Luke Shaw and Rashford? That was a joke. Oh, you can't, Sorry. They see, no, ah. he, he can't, he can't yeah. keep a straight face when he said that, right? <laughs> should have held Rashford. We have to check with the coaching staff and the medical staff if that was a joke. All right. Ask Stevie if Rangers and Liverpool somehow meet in the Europa League final, who would he like to see win? Ooh. To be honest, I don't think it matters who I want. Liverpool would win. If Rangers get to the <laughs> final, it'll be unbelievable, an unbelievable achievement. Unbelievable achievement. Considering that when you look at the actual quality on, on paper between Rangers and half a dozen other teams in this competition, for, for Rangers to get the final would be absolutely a result in its own. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with Liverpool. <laughs> no, when I, when, I was a, when I was a teenager, Stevie, Rangers was flying in Europe. Flying. Loudrup was playing. 72, Cup Winners Cup final. Oh, well, now that, now. I wasn't a teenager back then. <laughs> but, but there was how, how old do you think yeah. I am, Stevie? Don't, yeah. don't, but, but the Rangers played Andrew Frankfurt two years ago in the Europa League final, so it's not that it's not possible. Yeah, but the, that back then, the Cup Winners Cup was a bit more prestigious than the Europa League. I mean, to get in the Europa League, let's be honest, you've got to be... The best of the rest. far down? No, the best of the best. The best of the rest. Right, the best of the rest. Right, there you go. That, it's harder, it's harder to get to the final now, Stevie. Much harder. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> there, there were better teams in it back early, early doors in the Cup Winners' Cup than there, were, there, there is now in, in the Europa League. Oh, oh did you see the draw today? Did you see a draw today? Liverpool yeah, are in Carabag. there. Ace, Carabag's Ace. a soft draw. I bet everybody <laughs> yeah. was was scared stiff when, when they were Liv Carabag Liverpool out. are there. AC Milan is there. A lot of great teams in there. Yeah, there used to be right. great teams. Yeah. I'm a little concerned <laughs> that when I, I said... Nah. I, when I was AC Milan's the fourth best team in Italy, by the way. Hey. Correct? Fourth? Fourth. Right, aye. I mean, it's hardly... It's hardly... Uh, Third? It's hardly um, Pirlo and uh, hey. yeah, hanging on. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm a little concerned that I said when I was a teenager, Rangers were flying and you said 1972. How old do you think I am? <laughs> well. <laughs> I wasn't even alive in 1972. <laughs> hey.
Don't ask Steve, the questions. Steve, we don't want the answer. Steve, 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 Steve oh, has man. just retired in 72. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Oh. For all, what is the first car you bought once you started making football money? Don revealed that he purchased a racing red VW... I don't even know how to say this. Well, my uh, first Scirocco. car... Uh, uh, Scirocco. Okay. Scirocco. Well, Scirocco. Scirocco. Scirocco uh, I, UK, it's pronounced Scirocco. I, uh, I signed for Rapid Vienna, and they gave me a car, and that is the worst car that's ever been driven in Vienna. Uh, and uh, they said this is a car they found from a, a ex-Yugoslavian player who had left him in Yugoslavia, and then he went back to Vienna, was given to me, so uh, I didn't spend a lot of money on cars to my wife's uh, worry because she always wanted me us to have bigger cars. So I had terrible cars till I came to England. And then, of course, I bought myself a red BMW at Swindon. So flash. Big time. Yeah, big very timer. flash. <laughs> yeah. What a big timer. That's in Sony. £1,100. <laughs> <laughs> Bought it off Alan Hansen. <laughs> I should have known. Did it actually go? Well, it actually went, but him, him, him and his wife and family and myself and Eleanor, we didn't have kids at the time, we were going on a cruise together. And I had to drive from Liverpool down to the docks in London. And on the way, the spokes were coming out the left front wheel. <laughs> So we had to pull over. Everybody's, everybody's overtaking us going like this. We're like, ah, thought we did. I mean, there was a little bump going on when we're like, oh, we'll be all right. Everybody's going like that, tooting the horn. I'm like, what are you doing? It's falling apart. I've like, got no idea. Anyway, we pulled over. There was spike, there was spokes, like a, like a, a bike sticking out the thing, right? So we crawled off and got to a garage. And we said, look, you know, can you get us a tyre, right? And the guy went, oh, well, let me have a look. And he came back and he went, by the way, I've got, I've got to tell you something. He said, uh, that tyre was, was a, a remold. It's not even a proper tyre. <laughs> <laughs> he said, by the way, the other four, including the one that's in the boot, are all remolds as well. He said, they're useless. I had to buy five tyres, five brand new tyres. What did you say to him? I got straight on. I got straight on the boat, right? And I gave it one. And I said, "Hey, by the way, you did me like a kipper." He's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "You gave me a car that not only had four remolds, even the spare was a remold. <laughs> I had to buy five tiles." <laughs> you know what his reply was? What did you expect for eleven hundred quid? <laughs> that was his answer. <laughs> what do you expect for eleven? Tell you what, with friends like that. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fortune. How far were you into your Liverpool career then? Oh, it was early. It was like early 80s, 84, before we had the kids. That'd be like <laughs> 82, 83. Okay, I like the idea of people going down the road and people oh, thinking, you know. Oh, they're all gone like this. <laughs> What's going on here? Just like, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ali? Well, I, I suppose we haven't reported this enough, but um, yeah, MLS money wasn't exactly... <laughs> Big footballers money. You, uh, you went on a super duper developmental contract. Uh, the yes. super duper, <laughs> duper, super duper. Yes, <laughs> the special deluxe package. Uh, but I was proud to go to a dealership and buy a car on my own. And it was a Hyundai Accent 
way, way back then. Uh, so much back, it was so, well, it was brand new, but it was the cheapest version that I could get, so much so that it's no longer the automatic uh, uh, window openers. It was actually, you know, you gotta crank it, baby. You gotta crank it. <laughs> that's, that's when you know you lift. Yeah. But I was very proud that I was able to buy myself a car. Um, but it, it wasn't the best car, I will say that much. Oh, it's well. right, but it's good memories. Oh. Very nice memories. Look, can I just put very quickly, We, I told Stevie this, we got, um, somebody wrote from Australia the other day to me, they always watch the show, but they're never awake in time to ask a question on Extra Time. Oh, never awake. So they asked me, <laughs> so they watched the show back, and they asked me to ask you, because they're a big Liverpool fan, right. how often you get recognised when you're out and about now. Ooh. That one again. And what, what's it? Actually, if I go to Liverpool, absolutely. Right. Aye. If I go to Liverpool, absolutely. But that one again. Now and again, yeah. it's always nice. It's always nice to get recognised. Fantastic. And it's, it, when you get recognised, is it is it much more to do with your playing days? Is it Liverpool yeah. fans? Yeah. 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 No, there's a there's a there's a there's a lot of people who like the show mm. and mm. like how they always seem to talk about how we, we seem. It looks to them as though we're having a good time. Mm. Which we are, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. But, I mean, but uh, it's not like it's uh, not like we're going down a coal mine, is it? I mean, we're sitting here. <laughs> But no, sitting here no. enjoying ourselves, yeah. basically. Yeah, but, but, so, but, yeah. But, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I, I do travel a lot in England nearly every weekend. And I talk about our show and they, they have uh, their <laughs> opinions and everybody sitting around the table. And of course, they say we have a great, great fun. And then they ask me, is uh, Craig Burley as grumpy as ever he looks like in TV? That is the main thing. But they see that we're having fun and they enjoy that we talk about football in the way about passion and, and laughter. So that will be the clap on our uh, backs today, uh, boys and girls. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We'll take oh, that. Very nice. Oh, there you go. There. We do this for the people. That's for our Aussie viewers who don't get to get the questions <laughs> in. But thank you so much for sending your questions in. Anytime you can. We'll always try and get them answered right here on Extra Time. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over. Or stay up. Stay up. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, dear. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.